Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. We on that haunted ground. The three spooked girls. Hey there, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica, and as always, I'm joined by my favorite gal pal, Tara. Hey, spooksters. Today we're going to be talking about a very interesting cult. It's actually a cult that brought us Joaquin Phoenix. Yay! Or as I mentioned to Tara earlier, his original last name was Bottom. Mm. This is a patron select episode, and we want to say a big thank you to Stacey for supporting the show and picking this topic. If you would like a dedicated episode like Stacey's, head over to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls or hit the link in the show notes and you can find out about all the stuffs on our Patreon. Yes. But we are going to dive into the cult that is known as the Children of God. It will have several names throughout its history. Originally, it was known for Teens for Christ. And then its current name is the Family International, but it has also been known as the Family of Love. And then they shorten it to the Family. Okay. Not to be confused a, with the really funny movie. Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't there a movie? <laughs> Not the same. Different. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of... There's like mafia stuff, right? Mob. Mobia. I mean, there's like mob mentality in this thing, but not in the... <laughs> but the family is totally mob related. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it has the girl from Glee in that, right? Yes. Oh, my yes, God. Yes, Quinn. Name? Diana... I don't know her real name. Argan. I'm sure she played Quinn. Yes, there we go. Okay. I'm a huge Anyways. fan of her. I follow her on Instagram. <laughs> yes, I love it. Okay. I will let you continue. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> But I mean, I mean, it's like, look who the other members of that cast is. I mean, it's pretty fucking amazing. It is. It is. So you can't really. <laughs> Robert De Niro, Michelle <laughs> this Pfeiffer. This is the episode now. Just right. We've changed. <laughs> you said the family. We went a different direction. Get Sorry, it. Stacey. <laughs> okay. So the Children of God was established as a commune. You know, like all good cults are. <laughs> So yes. And they called them colonies, and they were kind of in different places. Like, at one point, we're going to be in Venezuela. So, I mean, we've seen that happen mm. with other cults where they, like, start mm-hmm. in the States, and then they, they go off. But they would basically, these colonies, quote-unquote, would pop up in different cities, and they would preach in the streets and distribute pamphlets to convert members, which I was like, cool. There's, like, old-school cults. I feel like mm. when we think of, like, cults in movies, this is kind of, like, what we think of. Yeah. based off mm-hmm. of this one. Mm-hmm. Each colony had their own specific leaders. And when you were a leader, you were part of a subgroup called the chain, which was the leadership. So 
The movement, or the cult, was founded by a David Brandt Berg. He was born in 1919, and he passed away in 1994. Damn. I know. He lived a long time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he was a former Christian and, mis- and part of the Missionary Alliance. And when I looked at the Missionary Alliance, I got a little bit of, like, culty vibes from them, too. So I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, so now the Missionary Alliance is called the Alliance World Fellowship. And according to their website, the Alliance World Fellowship is an international governing body of Christian and Missionary Alliance. The Alliance is an evangelical Protestant denomination within the Keswickian Higher Life Movement for Christianity. And they are lo- their headquarters are located in Brazil. <gasps> Brazil. Mm-hmm. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me, with the pandemic and everything, it was kind of hard to get back into therapy and taking care of yourself. Kind of like what I'd say or equate it to is how you get an oil change on your car. You need to make sure you're taking care of you. And we are loving BetterHelp because they've made it super, super easy. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours, which is pretty amazing. That's so fast. Yeah. The traditional route, it could take weeks. And even if you get an appointment, it might be like weeks out. So this is amazing. Mm -hmm. And what I like, too, is you can go to their website and read testimonials. They are posted daily. There are tons of them and they're always up to date. Sometimes with stuff like this, they might be a little outdated and you're like, well, I don't want something from six months. I want something from like Mm -hmm. today. They definitely do. And I went and looked and here's a couple from today just to give you guys a sneak peek. One user had said, Stacy really helped me feel comfortable and like I'm making progress. She's really great. And another one said, Dr. Saeed is so comfortable to talk to and helpful. She makes me feel so much more at peace after talking. I would recommend her to anyone, which I love that. I love that. I feel those are important things. 100%. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SpookedGirls. That's Better H-E-L-P. And join over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So, like, the cult really was kind of during, like, the 60s and, well, really the 70s. So the main way that he communicated, like, I feel like today, if he was alive, he would have, Twitter would have been his friend. (laughs) Because he wrote, like, a shit ton of letters. In fact, Mm. over a 24-year period, he wrote, like, 3,000 letters. Fuck, that's a lot. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's like War and Peace status book. (laughs) Right? (laughs) You're like, oh, God. And I'm like, I'm assuming that these letters aren't just like, hey, Bob, hope your life's great. They're probably pages of letters. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm actually thinking, like, if you understand Christianity and, the and like, the New Testament, how, like, a lot of them are letters from Paul. Like, I feel like they're going to be like that. (laughs) 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 Several chapters along. (laughs) So... David was kind of like an old traditional culty kind of guy. He definitely believed in a hierarchy, though he kind of it was interesting because he saw, you know, when we think of like traditional like religion or culture or cult, it was gonna say cultural, but it's like, that's wrong. It's cult (laughs) culture. We think of like men really like leading the charge of this and then like women kind of either being a like figurehead of like kind of like beauty and peace versus like actual like structure 
So David was that, and then he'll take a wife, and we'll talk about her in a minute. But in 1972, there were 130 communities of the children of God around the world. So he was writing them all letters all the time. And he was talking about kind of like, it's kind of hard to like describe, but basically he was God's prophet and he was God's prophet for the contemporary world. And he was had spiritual authority within the group, which we when we studied cult, religious cult culture, unlike Nexium, which is not, it was more of a, you know, multi-tier marketing mm. scale. Yeah, yeah. This one is a little bit more like faith-based, so it is very faith-based. So he basically Mm. was using the word of God to kind of create a world in which he had the highest power. And so, yeah, I could see why if people ever thought he was the Antichrist, (laughs) they'd be like, is him? Honestly. (laughs) Right? So in February of 1978, the children of God was abolished. And then family of love was kind of replaced it. It didn't really like it wasn't it was like they just rebranded. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. (laughs) And the reason they did that is because there were some serious misconduct and quote unquote financial mismanagements. So like remember how I said that if you were a leader of a community, you were part of the chain. Apparently they were abusing their authority Mm. and There was a lot of sexual abuse happening, including that of sexual abuse on minors within the organization. And I think they were like, okay. And at that point in time, about one eighth of the total membership left because they were like, fuck this. This is not what we're about. Because, I mean, really, if you joined the Children of God cult, you were thinking you were signing up to be like a super religious zealot Mm. versus, hey, let's. I mean, because later we'll talk about how they would say, like, oh, no, we let children be free to explore their sexuality. It's like, you know, that's Mm-mm. that's not what kids are for. <laughs> no, no, I don't like that. One of the other things that David was kind of known for is he developed a new way of recruiting potential members. And it was called flirty fishing in basic or F-effing. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, in like half the things they write, they it's like two Fs and then I and G, so it's like FFing. And I'm like, mm. so according to the flirty fishing Wikipedia page, the definition of flirty fishing is a form of evangelical religious prostitution practiced by female members of the Children of God cult, currently known as the Family International, from 1974 to 1978. Like, I was alive when they were doing this shit. That's crazy. Right. And according to some sources, hundreds of thousands of men were fished before the practice was discontinued. So they would send like if we were members, they would be like, oh, okay, you know, he likes women with blue hair. Tara, go out and bring him back. Use your feminine wild. I'm like, this is the most ridiculous. Like, I'm making light of it, but like they were encouraging women to like prostitute themselves out to grow their numbers. And I have a feeling from some of the things that are kind of like hinted, it wasn't just like women of like consensual age. Mm. I definitely have a feeling that there was more than that. So I feel like publicly this cult had to go through like a metamorphosis during this time, like these years. So they were kind of like, oh, no, we don't do the flirty fishing. Don't one tell anyone. <laughs> Jesus. And they just, this is how they justified it, Tara. So Matthew 4, 19 in, in the Bible says, like, I'll make you a fisher of men. 
they are talking about like going out and spreading the gospel and like, you know, bringing people into Christianity. They took it literally. Mm. Go out, hook, get it, hook. <laughs> yeah. Bring the fish in. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's a little sad. And I mean, it's so exploitative and a lot of people like it became well known and they would call men fish. And yeah, it just it's such a weird concept to me that you would send someone out. Oh, let's go be. <laughs> I mean, they literally use terms like hookers for Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. God's whores. <laughs> Let self and pride are you enter. Are kidding I, me right now? No. These are like things that the women later in life, were, when they got out, they would say these things. Like, this is what I was told these to do. like bad, weird porns that I don't want to be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, oh. oh, no. And by Hocus a part Jesus. of, I mean watch or anything. <laughs> not like, no, well, I knew obviously what, not that. I knew what you meant. <laughs> I met everybody else because they were like, what the fuck do you do, Tara? You met, like a party too. <laughs> I don't want to be a part of like you're like <laughs> I don't even want to be like caught accidentally like scrolling past that or like <laughs> yeah and I was like oh god if someone checks my my history and like I was like you can't look up huggers for Jesus because people are gonna be like what the fuck is she talking about I fucking can't how is this real I mean it was the seventies I needed this. Question mark? Thank you, Stacy. I needed this today. I really did. Yeah. I mean, this is the, and you know, the one thing oh, that I'm going to cry. Me off I'm this. sorry. Whew. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make Tara a t shirt that just says, Hooker for Jesus. <laughs> one, you have to take a picture and post it online because you know that there's a certain person that would just like be like, What the fuck does that say? Well, not that. She'd be like, Oh, heavens. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Love sorry. It. So, one of the things that like Berg tried to save himself saying, he's like, Well, technically, we told them to go be bait and bring them in, but we never, speci- we never necessarily said it had to. We didn't encourage, well, they did encourage, but like, not necessarily say that it had to had to be intercourse, that they could have just used their feminine wiles. I mean, this is like up there with like the guy who like married all the little like all the girls. Ugh, yeah, this is the same shit. Like you're mm-hmm. taking a woman and going, OK, you no longer have control of your body and you have to go out there. And I know I just going to now. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to just randomly text you at like weird times. <laughs> Look, for Jesus. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Everyone else who's listening to this should do it too. <laughs> Especially if they don't listen. <laughs> so how it worked is, of course, they would do the whole, like, bring them in. And then the male members would they'd have to make a choice. Also, this is a very homophobic cult. Oh, However, I feel like a lot of them didn't necessarily, like, I think they were just outwardly homophobic. I just think, like, maybe their practices weren't so homophobic. Hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Behind closed doors, I think anything happened. Anything good happened. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So in 1988, statistics show that there were more than 223,000 men had been fished into the children of God since 1978. That's so many. Yeah. The cult also discouraged birth control and they were excited about pregnancies and having offspring and stuff like lots of children. Because, again, children born in cults and if they're raised to adulthood may be the easiest converts because they, mm-hmm. they're part of it. And we see that in a lot of 
the one like there's like TV shows like I Escaped a Cold and they talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So they changed their name because they figured if we just get rid of the Children of God name and call ourselves Family of Love, no one will know we're the same thing. Except for it's like they did the one thing you should do. The, they didn't do the one thing you should do, which is replace your leader, at least outwardly. Because. Yeah. Right. Like if you're like, oh, this guy totally wanted just like religious prostitution. Oh, no. Suddenly he had a change of heart. I don't think so. Then, in 1989, they issued a memo to their members, which said, Due to the fact that our zero-tolerance policy regarding sexual interactions between adults and underage minors was not in our literature published before 1986, we came to the realization that during the transitional stage of our movement from 1978 until 1986, there were cases of some minors who were subjected to sexual inappropriate advances. And then it goes on to say, this was corrected officially in 1986 when any conduct between an adult and minors, any, and they say minors under the age of 21, were declared to be incommunicable defenses. So they would, like, excommunicate your ass. Took them long enough. Fuck. That's a long ass time. That's like eight years. Yeah, I was going to say almost a decade of, no, pedophilia, basically. Jesus. Right. For me, I'm just like, oh, my God, like the fact that you had to publish this as like a memo to like, hey, hey, guys, just quick note. And this was published three years after they wrote it into their whatever. It's ridiculous. Publications. So that means it probably was still happening. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, soon the cult would have a new leader because in 1994, David Berg would pass away. And this mm-hmm. ushered into a new era. They would keep their name, but the new their new leader. And I laughed when I saw her name because her name is Karen. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> Karen's in charge of a cult. Her name is Karen <laughs> Zarbi. She's also known as Mama Maria, Queen Maria, Maria David, or, and I don't understand, or Maria Fontini, which I'm like, okay. Okay. She was raised in an evangelical Pentecostalism church, which I'm like, that was basically the kind of church I was raised in. Mm-hmm. Except for her dad was a minister of a Nazarene church. I'm not really too familiar with that denomination. Mm -hmm. She first joined the group when it was Teens for Christ before it became the Children of God. And she would end up marrying David after he split from his first wife, Jane, which apparently Mm -hmm. in this church was totally cool to like divorce. Interesting. I can tell you that that in the, the evangelical church, that's not too looked at nicely. Yeah. I know, because when people in my church would get divorced, there would be people being like, oh, my God, did you hear? They're so sinning. They got a divorce. And you're like, <laughs> calm the fuck down, people. <laughs> Jesus. She would have two children, and their names would be Ricky Rodriguez and then Christina Teresa Zarbi. Ricky has a little bit of a troubled story. In 2005, he actually murdered a former member of the cult or the oh. group. Her name was Angela Smith. Shit. And she was his former nanny. A little, like, a few hours after the murder, he actually ended up committing suicide. He recorded a video the night before, and he basically said the reason he was doing this is because he and his sister, I think he has, like, step-siblings as well. Obviously, David had children. Mm -hmm. That they were subject to rapes and beatings, and that Angela was his biggest abuser. Mm -hmm. And that's why he killed her. And he wanted to be free of the group, so he he left. And he said that the reason he, like, made the video is because he wanted to see his mother prosecuted for child abuse and to free someone in the group. 
However, a spokesperson for the family told the New York Times that Rodriguez was raised in a harmless environment similar to a nudist colony and called the organization Christian Fellowship. And this is this is goes further and says he was never taken advantage of. Rather, he was allowed to explore his sexuality freely. He was allowed to explore as a young boy what comes naturally. And usually in our society, we don't allow such exploration. Even if, let's say a 14-year-old boy does look at his nanny and is like, I want to have sex with her. As a responsible adult, you go, you're a minor. Yeah, you don't do that. What the fuck? You know, you don't go, oh, okay, you want to explore your sexuality. I will be the person you explore that sexuality with. Like, that's inappropriate. Yeah, just a lot. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, from vegetarian meals and calorie-smart choices to extra-special gourmet options. There's something for everyone to enjoy with recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutrition experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. I can honestly say that when I've done HelloFresh in my life, it's so easy because it's not like if I'm going to make this, I have to go to the grocery store and get all of those items and then make sure that I have the right quantity. And a lot of times you end up buying more than you need at the grocery store. So you throw a lot of food away. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of HelloFresh because it comes like kind of pre-portioned out in some ways. There is some prep work to it, but I I like that kind of prep work. And the recipes are really easy to follow along with. They have lots of pictures. It's very helpful. Yes. Jessica likes to send me the pictures when she's (laughs) done cooking it. And I will say everything looks so delicious. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. And HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need to easily customize your order on the app within minutes. Easily change your delivery day, food preferences, and plan size, or skip a week when you need to, which is great because, like we said earlier, we're on vacation right now, so this is perfect for that. Exactly. Go to HelloFresh.com slash SpookedGirls14 and use code SpookedGirls14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. That's 14 free meals and free shipping when you go to HelloFresh.com backslash SpookedGirls14. Thank you to HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, for sponsoring this episode. We want to tell you about the latest true crime podcast, Morning Cup of Murder. You remember those desktop calendars that would tell you about what happened on the day in history? Well, Morning Cup of Murder took that idea and turned it into a daily podcast that now has over 850 episodes that'll dive into serial killers, cults, cold cases, murders, and more. Morning Cup of Murder is the best way to start your day because each episode is less than 10 minutes long, so it's a perfect listen while having that first cup of coffee or tea in the morning. Morning Cup of Murder can be heard anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out Morning Cup of Murder today. So there's there's a lot of this, and they do a lot of like, they have a good PR. This cult is still up and kicking. It still has current members. Karen is still the leader of the group. Yeah, right. But I mean, that's a long run, too. I mean, we're in 2021 and she's been there since 1994 officially. But they say that really in like 1996, she took over or not 1996. I mean, 1986. Mm, Yeah, because I think David's health was declining. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But shit, even as just the cult as a whole, that's a long time. Right. And I think it's because they've been very good at changing and they like move from country to country Mm -hmm. and they really 
they stay on on top of it. Yeah. When we think of cults, like we think of Jonestown, but like mm-hmm. he was insane. <laughs> yeah. His exit plan wasn't like, hey, maybe we should just do like let people go. Because this this church, this cult, you can leave. Lots mm-hmm. of people leave. Yeah. This is the way they're smart is because they let people leave. And then I think they just make them sound crazy when they leave. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah you probably. lived in a commune. Okay. Like right there in our society, if you were to say, oh, yeah, I grew up in a commune, you're instantly like given no credit. Like you're un- yeah. an uncredible source. Mm. And I think they use that to their advantage. And so. Oh, 100%. There are people out there who are lonely and they're looking for they're looking for something and cults fill a void. Which, by the way, I was on TikTok the other day, and do you remember the episode of Boy Meets World where Sean almost joins a cult, and then, like, Alan mm-hmm. almost killed the guy? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. No. Yeah, I was like, this is how I feel like a lot of people feel about cults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're going to talk about a couple celebrities who were in this cult. <gasps> Yay, my fave. Okay, so this. Joaquin Phoenix, which we already established as Joaquin Bottom, he and belonged with his family. Now, I want to say that his family left when he was three. Actually, on his third birthday, they left Venezuela, which they they went, headed back to Miami. In fact, they left on a cargo ship that was full of toys. And the really sad thing is this was like his first birthday that he remembers. And he was like, I don't think I'd had like a cake before this. Like, I don't think I was. it was really celebrated. And the reason his family left was because of the whole flirty fishing. And he had, I didn't realize he had a lot of siblings. Just going to point yeah. that out there. So it was him and his parents belonged. Oh, okay. And then there was Summer, Liberty, Rain, and then we all know River Phoenix was his sibling. So they were all part of this. And then on October 28th, 1977. So this was like, you know, they were like, oh, shit, there's real this fishing stuff's happening. And so they came back. Mm-hmm. He said that when his family lit, so basically his family lived in, in Venezuela and then in Trinidad and they were considered like high up in the chain like archbishops and whatnot they so they would basically travel around to that particular area and he said that they lived that they basically lived where they would like go fishing every day on beaches which sounds beautiful I'm like I would like that for Mm -hmm. a vacation but not to live permanently He remembers the trip home he said I barely remember this cake I think it was probably the first cake I'd ever had like a proper cake. I remember the toys. I had never gotten a new toy before, and it was the most jarring and intense memory. And I mean, because at that point, they were like vegans. Right. Oh, yeah. Gosh. And I mean, I think he had kind of a good grasp on it because he was so young when they got out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really know what his siblings felt because they were older. Right. Right, right, right. And I could understand, like, if you lived in kind of like a commune situation as a child, that might be a really fun thing because you would have, I mean, other than like the sexual abuse part, because that doesn't, that's not okay. But I mean, like, you would have this like huge community of children that you would be like really close knit with. So you'd have like really close friends. Mm -hmm. Another member of this cult was Rose McGowan. Really? Mm hmm. She. Yeah, so she was part of it, and she talks about, there's a documentary out there, or docuseries on E! about her life, and so she talks about it. Rose McGowan has, like, spoke out about sexual abuse in Hollywood, so it makes sense that she would talk about, like, the sexual abuse that, like, was in a cult that she was a part of. I mean, she definitely had to stand up for it. So when she was 14, she ran away, and she spent nine days with them, and then she was raped during that time. 
if I'm reading her story correctly, which is just mm-hmm. is so sad. And there's just so many things that like this cult, that's what this cult really is, is it's a sex cult. It's not, yeah. you know, it's a sex cult disguised as a religious cult. And I mean, I think we yeah. see that when we, especially a lot of cults have pedophilia as part of it mm-hmm. and they disguise it as like, you know, the Bible says like go and like populate yeah. the earth. But like the, he was talking to Noah who it was like him and his family. You mm-hmm. know, we're not talking like, oh, there's plenty of other people. You could find someone age appropriate. So Ugh, this is one yeah. of those cults where there's like a lot of the same information like over and over again. Because I mm-hmm. really do think they have like a professional scrubber out there who is like. Oh, probably. Goes in. I mean, I think, I mean, not to toot Karen's horn, but I think she was like, sm- she was smarter than David for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. she's been the leader just as long if not longer as he was and they say that like once they got married they think she kind of was like behind the scenes like pulling the strings which is why i think they went through the whole like we're no longer flirty fishing i'm sure that happened just it was like Mm -hmm. hush hush type thing but i give props Mm -hmm. to the phoenixes that's a big thing to do to like stand up especially if you're a high-ranking member it'd probably be easier just to like be in the lifestyle and like turn away turn a blind eye especially if you could protect your kids but they obviously have daughters so Mm -hmm. you know you don't want to subject them to that so this was definitely an interesting cult Mm -hmm. i think really it boils down to people just need to stop using the bible as like a way to be perfect yeah and do other shitty things right like i mean like child abuse and I mean, it sounds like they mm. also were physically abusive, not just sexually. So. Oh, yeah. I can. Yeah. No one's person. Right. And so I just always am amazed how many cults are actually out there and that new ones pop up all the time. I know. Jesus. And I wonder how many like little branches of like this church like turned into something else, you know, because right. they didn't either yeah. agree or they were, you know. I also think it's, like, a way for people to get away with crimes that they, yeah. like, pedophilia. Like, oh, I belong to this cult. Mm-hmm. The cult will protect me because it's their way. So, yeah. it's very sickening. It's disgusting. Yep. I would have rather watched the movie The Family <laughs> than hear about <laughs> people being abused. So, but thank you, Stacy, for, I mean, I was, it's always interesting to learn something new, even yes. if it has, mm-hmm. like, a really dark history to it. I'm glad to be aware of it because then it's something you can look for to try to spot and be like, that doesn't seem right. I'm so glad like anytime a cult kind of pops up on TikTok, TikTok is like, no, no, get the fuck out of here. You need to not be (laughs) recruiting people on this app. (laughs) So Right. (laughs) That's the good thing about social media is that people are like highly aware of things and they're like, no, we don't fuck with cults. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Right. I think about all the young impressionable kids out there. I know. And, like, that one that was in Tennessee, didn't it just, like, disappear? I don't... I think, like, they just closed off their commie... I don't know, man. I don't know what happened to them. There was this one guy that was on there, and then he... I don't know if he disappeared or he came back or he was there the whole time. But, yeah, it just seems like it was all over everybody's For You page, and then it was just, like, bloop, goodbye. Yeah, because at first I thought, well, is this, like, an internet prank? Like, is this, like, a real commune? Is right. this just, like, a bunch of kids no, that got together? Yes, legit. And we're like, hey, let's make a fake cult. But then I was like, no, this is real. They're, they out there doing right. things. So. We're going to have to look into that now. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just waiting for it to surface back up now that the <laughs> there's been other things that have 
Yeah, there was a it was a while ago now, but there was a Vice documentary on them. I don't know. I didn't watch it, but there was one. I just think about all the unknown ones that we don't know, because they say there's like over a thousand active cults in the United States alone. And I'm like, can we get a list? Right. Fuck. Take these bitches down. Because like, (laughs) I also think like in today's society, what if like we're just like living next to next door to one? I mean, I believe it. I'm sure there's a few cults up here in the wilderness (gasps) somewhere. Alaska would be perfect as long as you could deal with a cult. Because who the fuck's going to bother you? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's got to be at least like one. <laughs> oh, I God. just think that they're probably like different now that like you don't actually have to like live all together and things like that. I'm just like waiting to like right. find out one day mm-hmm. that like someone I know, they're like their cult is busted and they're like, oh, yeah, no, my life's over because my religious organization has died. I was like, you were part of that. I just I really want mm. I really want oh, that. God. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> tangent it's okay okay well thank you so much stacy for picking this topic like we said earlier if you guys want to have your own dedicated episode like stacy go ahead and check out our patreon page and it'll give you all that information and we will be back on monday with another episode bye guys bye